I do. And I don't. You know, a lot of people are starting to tell me that they need three-day weekends because uh, they want their Monday to be a day off just to be able to listen to the podcast, take the time to, you know, think about it, um, gestate on it. Is that a word? Um, You know, just sort of... Ruminate, focus, study. Uh, some people tell me that they like to listen to it like three or four times. Wow. Yeah, and then they take it, they, they listen to it for the hour and then they, they take a break to think about it for a few hours and they listen to it again and they go, we get something new out of it every time we listen to um, li- listen to it. And throughout mm-hmm. the week, they, they'll review again and, and they find it very edifying. Um, Good word. And so, yes, uh, they, they this is something that... And it's crazy that it's gone to uh, Parliament now um, where they're trying to make a three-day weekend so that people can appreciate and spend the time with I Do and I Don't show. Hmm. And I said, well, should we, change, should we start posting it on a Sunday to make it sort of, because we have made it a bit of a religious podcast on some episodes, making it sort of like the fellowship, the religious sort of a Sunday thing, uh, day <laughs> of rest. Let's start our own church. <laughs> Forget our Patreon idea from last week. <laughs> Let's start a church. Let's start a church and uh, we'll do Sunday, live Sunday services online, stream them. I'm going to be the lead pastor just because I feel like I'm better at it than you. <laughs> what does that leave me? The deacon? You're going to, well, no, you're, you're, you'll be the associate pastor. Associate pastor. Yeah. Because I put the ass in associate. You know... <laughs> Exactly. Perfect. And then um, what will end up happening is that like you and I will um, be on, st- on the stage together or whatever. And we'll be like, you know, praise the vaginas, you know, because this is all like relationship and sex stuff. And you'll be like, penises are wonderful. And everyone's like, yeah. And then um, people will be like, they're a couple. Because it'll look, <laughs> we'll be holding, come out holding hands. We'll raise our hands up together That'll holding them, you know. Again. Uh, um, You're like, wait a second. What will we call this church? Um, The Church of the Latter-day Taints. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe you came up with that just like that. That was magical. I love it. Name our church, listeners. (laughs) Well, we're looking for feedback. The Church of the Latter-day Taints was pretty good, but it's (laughs) not exactly... It's pretty good. It's not exactly what we need. Can you do better? Oh um, but this it. is I do and I don't show. Uh, we basically change lives. We're we're a uh, life altering. We're an inspirational uh, podcast. We solve all your sex and intimate relationship questions, and then we also start cult. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Just a, all in a day's Monday for us. <laughs> all in a day's Monday, and. Uh, Basically, people send us questions. We don't just we don't just start talking at random talking points. Although I do successfully think we could manage that. You think so? Like, oh yeah. Screw these questions. Let's just talk about things. Well, I think we could even alternate where we do like one episode that's questions, and then one episode where we choose two topics and we just like deep dive on them. Ooh. So you would study the topic, and then I would just shoot from the hip again. We could do that. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And I would just like respond to what you discovered. And be like, that seems dumb. Yeah. 
<laughs> or I kind of think I agree with that oh. or whatever. Mm. But still under the way. theme of sex and intimacy. Right, right, right. And like, Relationships. We can unpack different sexual concepts. Well, we can try that. Um, because, but if we get enough questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com or facebook.com and uh, Instagram at I do and I don't show, then we'll answer those questions. Yeah, but we're if, here to give you advice yeah. at the end but of the day. But if people, or... like, for some reason, <laughs> believe this would be crazy, stopped sending us questions, then, yeah, maybe we just have to come up with our own talking points. I actually feel like a lot of the people who listen just listen because they enjoy listening to us talk to each other. I think it's your voice, cat. No, I don't. I think it's us. I've, I've had multiple people tell me that they think we have excellent chemistry and that we're both really insightful and funny. <laughs> Whoa! So maybe we should start talking about other things other than relationships, just to like be insightful and and funny, funny in, <laughs> in that regard. Ways. Like maybe we should start like trying to solve the whole race issues. No, God, are, please, no. no. I'm not qualified to have that conversation, but I will say. <laughs> That the deep dive concept does give us a lot more lateral space to sort of experiment and take things in different directions. You know where we're going to go? Down rabbit holes. We will be deep in the holes. That's the space we're going to be Hey, it's just like last week. We'll be deep in the holes. (laughs) Um, It's back. So this week we do have three lovely listener questions that we're going to attempt to give some sound advice to. Right. Thanks, guys, and uh, I hope you had a good Christmas and Happy New Year. What's the first question, Kat? Can we talk about foreskin for a minute? (laughs) Please do. I grew up in a time when most men were circumcised as babies, and Mm. so a lot of my sexual experience has been with men who are cut. Are there special handling instructions for an uncircumcised penis? I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> like, not at all. Okay, well, we now know that Joel is circumcised. Uh, why would you bother uh, tampering with the more unattractive of the options? Um, don't you want a handsome, <laughs> much more present? I, I like to think a circumcised penis is more present. I hate to tell you this, but um, you lost... I think fifteen thousand nerve endings. Whatever, I, you know what? In that what non, you don't, non-consensual moment, what you don't know can't hurt you. Frankly, I'm not sitting there going, "Oh no, I can't feel anything." I don't no, have that problem. It's not, it's not an issue for you. If anything, if anything, I'm lasting longer. <laughs> well, here, okay, so that is a true thing. Um, Circumcised guys come, and I can totally minutes. relate to this listener because I am also from a generation where most of the men who I have been with who are in my age group are circumcised, but I've been have branching cor- out. Uh, wait, can we just say it this way? Have a correct penis. No, I refuse to say it that way. <laughs> I, I had a whole thing uh, when my son was born, like making sure that he did not get circumcised. But anyway, <coughs> joking. Sorry. You're joking. I hope so. I'm oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. So uncircumcised penises, um, the most important thing to be aware of is that when you do pull the foreskin back and expose the glands, it is way more sensitive than the glands of a circumcised man because it just doesn't get to be out in the sunshine as often. Mm. So if you're giving a hand job or giving head and you do want to First of all, don't give a hand job. Go on. Hand jobs can be fun. It's a nice little warm up. 
um, you if you want to slide the foreskin back just a little bit over the glands and be very careful with any kind of stimulation you offer to the glands itself. And this gland is this the head of the penis? Yeah, the head of the penis. We're ca- it's a gland. We're calling it a gland. Well, that's what science calls it, Joel. Oh, boring. The head of the penis, the glands, the beautiful the little big dude head, inside the turtleneck, the big beautiful head that you see if the penis is circumcised right out of the gate. Right. But it can be like unwrapping a present as well. And there's something... Don't romanticize it. No, it is. It's a good experience, I will tell you. You don't know. You've not been there. I'm disgusted by this conversation. (laughs) Joel, you're becoming Victorian. I don't know what's happening over here. Um, Yeah, so then you're going to like move the foreskin over the shaft in just as you would like a non... A circumcised penis. It's the same kind of motion, basically. But you're trying not to expose the glands or the head of the penis too much because they're not used to the sunlight. They're like little vampires. And look to your partner for feedback about how much sensitivity they have in that area. I remember when I was younger and I was having some, like, these were early sexual experiences. Um, My partner uh, stroked my penis stroked the head, the whole thing, the head and everything. And it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's too much sensation on the head of my, on the gland. Glands. All of them? One big gland. There is no D in this word. It's glands, G-L-A-N-S. What is this? I've never. <laughs> Are you serious? The head of my penis is what I call it. <laughs> um, but it was too sensitive. And it was probably because I didn't have that much uh, experience at the time. Now, in the future, I don't mind the whole thing getting stroked uh, quite vigorously, you know, if it's wet enough. Um, So, yeah, I can see how. But, you know, there could be these circumcised guys, you know, that have been having sex for a lot of years. And, you know, they might it might be okay to stroke their head. Yeah. Straight on. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can usually take the head of a circumcised penis straight on. They're not always as sensitive. Um, so glands, G-L-A-N-S, the rounded part forming the end of the penis or clitoris. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the, is there, this is what I would say, and this is what I'm going to liken it to, different labias, you know, because I feel like that's just some extra skin. Sometimes you get extra skin in a labia, uh, type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do with it? What am I supposed to do with all this extra labia floating around here? <laughs> and I would say that you could have fun with it. Like, can you suck on a foreskin? Can you put your tongue between the head and the foreskin? Are these fun things that you can do? I mean, you could. I feel I, like if I had a penis with a foreskin like that, I would enjoy that kind of play. Like try to like stick your tongue in the elephant trunk kind yeah. of thing? Like, because, you know, I'm sucking on labias and I'm... (laughs) (laughs) You're making a mistake, Kat. I'll let you know next week. How's that sound? That's turning my stomach. You're you're with the wrong man. (laughs) Get him... Tell him to get circumcised if you're going to continue. No, I'm not taking those 18,000 nerve endings. It's... I... I, How... Anyway. Um... (laughs) I love it. it. We're talking about it like there. It can. It could make a difference. Like, it, who can? Uh, what's the word? Measure that difference. At, well, after the fact, not. No, it's like how does your? How does this? Okay, a girl's gonna suck your cock. You you've been circumcised, and she's gonna suck your cock. You haven't been circumcised. Does it feel better for you? 
I don't know. I'm not <laughs> feeling what he's feeling. Impossible to say. <laughs> okay, but let's try to measure the brain uh, response. Yeah, your brain is going way more crazy for this. I don't, I don't know. Like, I can't get into the should you or shouldn't you conversation about circumcision because there's, like, religious factors for some people. But it's such a weird, it. it's such a weird thing. I know, personally, that if I found out that someone removed a part of my body that could give me more sensation during sex and I wasn't consulted, I would be outraged. That's all I know. That's fair. Um But, and and we all know that, like, female, female circumcision is insane. Well, that's a whole other thing that... Like I think I feel like this was a practice that was based on ill-informed ideas about hygiene for men. Anyway, the the circumcision mm-hmm. for men. Yeah, it's what's bizarre about it is it's just so common, and it's just the way. Yes, it's religious, and that's where I feel like a lot of well, that's where it stems from, and then I guess it becomes just like traditional and then it becomes like yes now this is a hygiene hygienic question but there's this weird thing too like don't you want to look like your dad like how much time did you spend <laughs> looking at your dad's dick as a kid growing up like my dick doesn't match my father's exactly zero moments yeah. i think happened like i don't that. want to see my dad's penis and but and and by the way i don't really know for sure but i bet you my dad isn't circumcised well and if you talk to any women in your age bracket who have boy children their boy children are probably not circumcised either like it's really it's not as popular no in fact a lot of people are really passionate about it not being a thing anymore right but i like you know i've heard some people say that they prefer the circumcised penis the look of it or whatever and i like to believe that it's it's better looking because that's what I've got going on. So, um, I you like, know. I like, uh, well, I, circumcised or uncircumcised isn't really an you issue. You love dick. Well, some dick, like <laughs> not all the dicks. They're not all lovable. I can tell you that. Fair, fair. That I like that too, because that makes me feel I have a very handsome penis. I don't, you don't need to know that, but, um, <laughs> do any of us really, <laughs> it's good to get out on the podcast, but, mm-hmm. um, but long story short, um, <laughs> it is a weird th- no I do find it I do find it strange but like I have a bias where I I do feel like circumcision is the best choice and I, I feel like I would want to circumcise if I had children I would want to have them circumcised but at the same time if I think about it objectively for a few seconds it seems crazy it is a little bit I'm I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to. It doesn't well, make sense. That's your opinion. That's a valid opinion. It is my opinion that yeah. there is no scientific reason to do that. Right. So, and it's also it, science's opinion. <laughs> well, you hear you do. To be fair, though, you do hear. And I, I mean, I've read, I've googled it because I wanted to learn about it. And like, there. I mean, it's not. This isn't a good reason to circumcise all penises, but sometimes the foreskin can be too tight, and then there's like some stretching that has to happen. Which yeah, is weird. it's so rare. But though. those are weird. Yeah, and strange. like they would need medical intervention, one way or the and other. And then you need to. There is a. There is, I think, extra cleaning pr- measures that you do have to take because things can get trapped in there. Yeah, but it's literally like. But that's an extra step. That the difference between wiping your ass if you have a scrawny ass and wiping your ass if you have a more voluptuous ass. Which are the better ass? You just have to take a little more time. Is all. <laughs> you got to wipe that bigger ass. Um. But the yeah exactly. So I mean, it's crazy, but um, it's weird to live in a world where. That is the norm. So you go, uh, 
you know, the other way is just as legitimate. It's a very strange, Mm -hmm. and then to, but that is a mutilation. If we, if you look at it kind of objectively as well, you go, oh, you're mutilating, you're cutting something off of a person. Why, why on earth? A baby person. And then if you call this a religious, it is a religious thing. It's like, so God made all people and he was just like, oops, I put too much skin on those penises. Can you guys cut all that off, please? Can every time there's a baby born, can you cut off? Like, what kind of system is that? And, like, I feel I have zero knowledge about the historical context for which circumcision might have evolved in men uh, in the Judeo-Christian tradition, but I suspect it has something to do with the fact that, like, things were really fucking dusty back then. Sure. And maybe it was harder to properly clean up, and it was causing some problems, and they were like, well, let's just get rid of that situation. Yeah. I don't know how circumcision came to be. I'm just, like, well, that, that's, talking out of so, my like, that's, voluptuous ass right now. That's but. the idea of, like, either if men, if mankind came up with religious ideas and all religions and everything, then, yeah, they're... They must have gone like, well, we got to solve this penis issue because I've got, mine's leaking all the time. (laughs) It's got so much bacteria in it. Well, maybe if you cut off that extra skin. It's crying green tears. Whereas if you go, well, there is a God and he really does want people to cut off their foreskin (laughs) religiously. You got to question that. Like, why... That's a weird one. This is going to be one of those episodes where I will feel disheartened knowing that we don't have enough listeners because we get zero angry comments <laughs> afterwards. Can't you guys flip, flip, freak out about this? Let's be a little more controversial, Joel, and see what we can conjure here. But I would, you know, I mean, look, we don't know anything. I don't know anything. But, uh, but I do know <laughs> that I can have just as much fun with a circumcised dick as I can with an uncircumcised Yeah, and dick. I don't believe that for a second. But I will say that... <laughs> You know, have fun with that extra foreskin, you know, uh, play with it, flick it, you know, pull it back and flick it onto the glands. I also feel like I need to look up exactly how many nerve endings, because I think I've used three different numbers Who here. Who cares, Kat? It's not, it doesn't make any difference whatsoever. No, not to you. The first thing that came up when I searched for that was the prostate. How many nerve endings are in the prostate? We need a whole prostate episode, I think. Play with that little butthole. Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet is not giving me a clear and present answer. And it's telling me access is denied. Did you put a block on my phone? Yeah. I just don't want you uh, accessing information about circum- uncircumcised penises. They're gross. <laughs> <laughs> You're so judgy. I can't believe it. It's shocking. Let's move on. <clears throat> Sorry, Kat, but this question's mainly for Joel. Oh, I was going to say. I thought I was going to say mainly for you, and I was going to say, fine, I'll leave. But this is the opposite. You can go. You're welcome to weigh in, of course, but I think he may be more qualified. Why do I feel like whenever I ask my male partner to step up when it comes to my needs, that there is zero space for my request? This has happened in nearly every relationship I've been in. The moment I point out a place where I feel unmet, they get defensive, hostile, and or accuse me of trying to control them. Please explain this from a male perspective because I'm honestly at a loss. Well, it's probably, there, there's a couple things that could be going on. One is uh, they don't want to give you what you want. They don't want to change. They don't want to adapt for you. And 
that's because there's probably an issue of incompatibility. So they also feel a little bit self-conscious and, and maybe some guilt. And there's a lot of feelings of, you know, like, they're like, I don't want to have to do this. And I don't like being told that I have to do something. And I don't want somebody, you know, coming at me with this stuff. Go, go away. Why, you, you know, blah, blah. And uh, that's not somebody that is uh, meeting your needs. So you got to find somebody that is. So basically they have to start, start choosing partners who want to meet their needs. Yeah, or that naturally meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, that, they, that they, oh, I need somebody that will sit with me and talk with me. Well, you have to find that partner that loves to sit and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I need someone who's really enthusiastic about cooking. Yeah, I need somebody that's going to cut the carrots while I, you know, cut the stir carrots. the... Oh, wait, it's, it's not that... We're not so still doing that, Kat. Sorry. Um, it's so fun. So that's where the, the like, that, I think that's, those are compatibility issues. The other thing that could uh, be going on, and it really depends on what these, you, what you need and as far as being fulfilled, um, but guys hate being told what to do because they want to be able to do it without it being asked of them. Interesting. So, and so if it is, if it's something simple, these are usually things like you never buy me flowers. Mm -hmm. Well, don't ask me to buy you flowers because I'm never, ever, ever going to buy you flowers. I'm going to buy you flowers when you don't expect me to buy you flowers and you haven't asked me to buy you flowers. And then you're going to be so surprised and so excited by the flowers and that's like that's me thinking of you and and that's uh it will be more validating for me somehow probably better for my ego but you'll also know that it came from a genuine place because mm-hmm. i thought of flowers all by myself yeah you know so if you go oh, you don't do this blah blah, blah it's like you get defensive why you know why ask me for that now now i have to I can't do it now because uh, it, because you asked for it, you know. Right. So it really depends on what is going on here as far as what this person is requesting. Apparently this has happened in every relationship they've ever been in. Yeah, I feel like it might be the the previous one where it's like she's approaching people going, I need more attention here or more validation there. And they're genuinely just not interested in giving her that sort of validation. And anytime, and it's an ego thing, anytime you feel like somebody is, like you're failing someone or you're not doing very well, you, uh, you might, you get defensive because you're like, like sometimes the reaction will be, what, how did I not do that. I've done this, this, and this. That is doing that, isn't it? Well, no, but I need you to do more. Well, how was I supposed to know that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, but that's not how you necessarily, like, that's maybe not a healthy way to respond to those types of um, issues. You can be like, okay, I'm sorry. You, You didn't feel validated in this way. Well, I can try to do this a bit more. I did do these things. So I'm hearing some things emerging, and I know I was told I could only weigh in if I wanted well, to. Well, I think that... But I'm going to anyway. Yeah. Um, I think I'm hearing you say you have to be aware of your partner's love language. 
mm-hmm. right? And how, like, maybe they're not doing that thing that you want, but what else are they doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how are they showing you or giving you what you need? Um, the other part is like, are you trying to get everything you need from your partner? Because that's mm. a really bad idea and it's a trap that lots of people fall into. Mm. So if you're expecting them to meet all of your needs, then you're never going to find someone who can. Um, the other thing that I'm noticing is that this person is the common denominator in this story. So like, I think you're probably right that they're choosing people who are not able to meet their needs in the first place, but maybe also the way that they're expressing their needs and like right. demanding that they be met is not in a positive way. Yeah. So there's those from your side, how, how mm-hmm. to, to look at, um, I'm condemning these men, but there are, I mean, this, it can, it can, and it can be a combination of all these things. Yeah. Like, right. are you hearing phrases from them like, I'm always walking on eggshells or oh, yeah. you're never satisfied? Yeah. That's something to pay attention to if that's the case. Yeah. Because that eesh, could be... And, and again, if, if you go, you know, you you don't do this and that, and they go, well, these are three circumstances in which I believe I did do those things. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, that's not what I'm... Or that's that's just what you're expected to do. Yeah. So that wasn't the extra thing that I'm looking for. Well, then your expectations may be a little skewed Mm -hmm. because it could be that they are actually giving you exactly what you need, but your expectations are that they're some sort of like, they're going above and beyond in some sort of weird way. Superhero mind reader. And this happens a lot when people fall into that codependency shit because they like go too far in favor of providing for someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, they're constantly putting themselves out there trying to make the other person see how loved they are. And then when someone with more healthy attachment doesn't do that stuff all the time, it can feel like they're not doing anything at all. Right. Like every morning I make you coffee, I make you dinner every yeah, time you come over yeah. here. and Don't do it. I'm like, always helping I, you with shit. And that's what like, I was like, don't do it then. Mm-hmm. Don't do it unless you want to do it. Don't do it. Yeah, if it's coming from a genuine place of I want to cook this meal and share it with this person, that's great. But if you're doing it because I want to cook this meal because I want this person to know how lovable I am, mm-hmm. that's a bad scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was someone in my life who wanted to make sure that I knew that they were praying for me um, every morning at 3 a.m. Just picture me on my knees, and I've got bad knees, praying for you, and, and you know, because I love you that much type of thing. You don't have to suffer like that. I'm not asking you to do that. Is this a real story? This is true. This is creepy. You don't have to. Do, it's not creepy necessarily. I don't. Well, think I guess that. maybe not in your lovely Christian world. If but you, if I was dating some guy who said I get up every morning at three a.m. and get on my knees, a girlfriend, but and pray you know. for you, I would be like, what? Yeah, the? no, this isn't a romantic thing. But okay. Um, <laughs> no, that <laughs> I, I get like, it. It <laughs> can be creepy if it, if it's like, hi, we just met. By the way, I've been praying for you every morning at three a.m. Yeah. Ah. But but if it like. <laughs> But if somebody goes like, I want you to know what I'm doing for you. The suffering I have. And the suffering and the the dedication I have to you. It's like, well, that's, there is, it is nice on a certain level. But at the same time, it feels like I'm f- being guilted. Mm. And you're doing some, something that I'm not asking for. Yeah. And then you're trying to make me 
Like what, what's the point of this? Yeah. There's almost like a manipulation that comes out of that. And that's a really classic codependent thing. Yeah. It's like, and I think it's unconscious a lot of the time, you know, you don't realize that you're doing things to prove yourself worthy of love. And then when they're not reciprocated, it challenges your sense of worth because like it's all a manipulation to manipulate the love to come and right and right make yourself. Do like, you not love me as much as I love you? Then yeah, and then you you kind of try to create a scenario in which you're like indispensable in their lives yeah. and they can't function without you. And, and you, you go, I need I need you to give me more right now because I'm giving you this much and yeah. I am not feeling wanted and loved. Well, baby, I'm doing all of this stuff, but and we do it together because we this is us. This is what yes, that's all. What we should be doing, that's all normal. I need extra. I need more validation. Well, yeah. this is crazy. I, that's not a sustainable model. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that could be going. good point. See, this is why I shouldn't answer questions all by <laughs> myself. <laughs> well, we're a team, right? Mm-hmm. But it also could be that he doesn't give a shit about you. It's entirely possible. <laughs> that you're a great partner and you're doing just normal stuff and he is sitting on the couch drinking beer and doesn't want to lift a finger. And when you say, hey, do you mind making a plan so that we can hang out sometimes or turn off the sports and we can actually talk or something like that? And he's like, get off my back. I don't want to deal with you right now. That's somebody that's not meeting your needs and that's somebody who doesn't care to be your partner Yeah, that's just like this is the way that they want to be in a relationship and uh, maybe they got to I don't know who they're going to find that's going to be happy with that but yeah move I on love this line one. too you know how I am you know how you know this is just who I am you I'm know how I am somebody that likes what did to you expect around. yeah and that's there is a truth to that it There's is something true fair to that. you do know who they are yeah. and what did you expect yeah you wanted you because women I shouldn't say just women. I'm sure men too. But a lot of the time they go, I can fix that. Or if I'm just better, they will come yeah. into the space. But yeah. if they're like, hey, I met a slob. He looks horrible and he has bad shoes. Like I have horrible shoes. Um, but I can get him new shoes. I can change his style. He can wear skinny jeans. Um, and those are easy ways of... Uh, <laughs> I will never do that again. You've done it. Cat's hand is on the Bible. You've done that one where it's like, I'll get him to wear skinny jeans. Well, I, I, in some, like I will assess a person's circumstances and be like, okay, most of this is workable. I think I can make some adjustments happen here. I've definitely done that in the past, but I will never do that again. You know, it's a, a, an interesting thing that I realized the other day. Is there's two types of people and it kind of applies here. And you're talking about like, somebody where they're at and who they could become. And also you meet a person and they are a certain way and then you find out how they really are type of things that mm. can happen. There are two types of people that I've sort of observed and they are, uh, there's probably three. There's probably a thousand. But but for the broad strokes here, I'm going to say maybe three. One is they're a person who like gets like they they put themselves together they they dress really well they they care about their hygiene they're very focused on you know everything around them to get a mate this is this is a lot of this is to impress someone else they look good they smell good they you know they want to win someone over then when they get them they're like oh great 
and the belly starts Ugh. coming on and they sit on the couch a lot more. They're like, it's like, foomp, they, they just let go. <laughs> like the mating feathers were fake. Yeah. Like I got the person and now that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other type of person that's kind of like a little bit down and like they're, they're, they don't really dress that well because they don't feel that great about themselves. They don't take care of themselves the way that maybe they should. Like they don't work out. They don't eat properly. They're maybe a little bit, uh, you know, not happy with their bodies, blah, blah, blah. Then they meet someone that's great that like loves them and like, and makes them feel worth it. And they start changing their life. They want to dress better. They want to eat better. They want to exercise. They want to be the best version of themselves for that partner. And, and then you get this person that says, oh, wow, I believed in you when you were not even as like the best version of you. And now look at this person I get because <laughs> I've, I've put in some love and care into this person and they've taken that and like multiplied it. And then I think there's the type of person that is who they are. Yeah. I feel like I sort of fit into that category that's just like, uh, I'm who I am. That's what it is. Yeah. So I'm at huge risk of assuming someone's a number two type person. Yeah. Yeah, and believing in them exactly as they are and like hoping that my love will help them see how wonderful they are and like get their shit together. Yeah. So now when I encounter people who are like not in the space that I feel like they have the potential for, I'm like, I can't, I don't. Yeah. I'm too scared. I don't want to step into that space. I feel like they're the values that that person has. Well, that's not also not always true. They might be like may have self-destructive behaviors, but you might make them feel like it's worthy they're they're worth not having those types of behaviors. I, I don't might, but that's like the fucking you kiss of death for women. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> you cannot choose someone based on you have to no. appreciate someone as they are. Yeah. And like and if they're going they through some shit and they've let themselves fall apart because they're going through some shit, let them go through the shit and like mm-hmm. see me on the other side because you don't, you can't be the catalyst for someone to yeah. like step into their own power. That's just. And you're not going to find someone who's perfect. No. But you no, have to no accept the imperfections. And if you're, if you're going to accept those imperfections and then hope they change. You're, that's a fool's errand. Like I'm a number two, I think, especially when it comes to like the physical wellness part. You'll, you'll like if I had a partner who's really physically active and like like to work out and stuff, I would be totally on board to start doing that more regularly because I used to do it and I enjoyed it, but I just mm-hmm. cannot seem to find my own motivation there. It would be more fun to like. Well, that's cook that's healthy. them getting you getting, but th- there's people that it's just like, oh, he he or she loves me. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do this, but for my, for for me, but for them because I want them to, mm. you know. Um, but the it's the first one that's I think a lot. A lot of the times, the first one's a guy. Yeah. Like, cause girls are smarter than that. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're 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 the ones that are just like. Well, they do get all dolled up, but I think they maintain that. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to well, lose. Well, some this. women let themselves go for sure. Well, yeah. So I guess it's, it is both, but you get those guys that are just like flashy. Yes. And then you meet them like ten years later, and they're bald and fat. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's I'm like married. a lot of my I'm married with friends three from kids. high school went that route. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, okay, but they're maybe they're comfortable, and they their wife is still trying. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason. Um, But yeah, so um, with her, I would say, you know, who knows what what version she got. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's hard to know. 
But I think it's important to look at what your own behaviors have been like in those scenarios too. Mm. But guys, hey, look, next uh, episode, it's going to be a new year. We have one more question. What? It's episode... Fuck. (laughs) Quick. We have one more. That was only two. It was only two. We really went into the hole. We went into the hole. I've been seeing this guy casually. And we mutually agreed on this. And the other night when I was at his place, I found someone else's thong in his bed. Oops. It's, <laughs> it surprised me how it killed the moment. Oh, it surprised you how it killed the moment? <laughs> I know he's seeing one other person, but I guess I felt disrespected that he didn't bother to clean up. Am I overreacting? Um, Thanks, Joel. We, <laughs> that made that question a lot lighter. <laughs> um, I don't know that anyone even got the question. What on earth... So this guy, <laughs> this girl's over at this guy's place. He's banging someone else, and she finds the other girl's thong. Some other girl. We're going to just assume it was the other girl she knew about, but... But what is her... So she's a bit upset that he didn't clean up, and she's like, is that an overreaction? Boy, she's really underreacting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the common person would be like, no, I be, I'd be out of there. I would have left as well. I would have been like, like what? What? Because then you know, like, the sheets have not even been changed, uh... and ew, no... Did he clean his dick after? Like, I don't... Oh. It's just not... No, that's not... You could probably smell that. Oh. <laughs> God. Yeah, this, <laughs> this dick's been used. <laughs> this, this, is, this is another person's juices. <laughs> it continues to surprise me where I draw the line with you, where I'm like, no, it's too far, Joel. <laughs> the things we can talk about and I'm totally unscathed and then sometimes you'll say or do or make a sound and I'll be like, you have to stop right now. <laughs> Something's in your throat, not in a good, like, you know, whatever, little vomit. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you are not overreacting. You are underreacting yeah. by still contemplating any kind of other follow-up to this It's experience. weird because she knows someone else is there, so yeah. she can't get that upset. Yeah, I mean, that was on the table. But <laughs> it's just the idea. So what is that, what are we upset about that he just didn't so clean careless, up? Just so careless that he didn't, yeah. like, thoroughly tidy up or change the sheets. And, like, yeah, no, I don't, I think that's not cool. It's so weird. It's weird. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I, like... I would I like so if I imagine roles reversed I wouldn't I don't I don't even you like would this. lose your mind I don't even <laughs> like that situation but I'm pretty sure I would never see that person again yeah no that would be a hard no for you I'm sure I'd be I like, don't no 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 I don't no, think no, I no. would go back either I think I'd be like no this is cool that got a little too real yeah it's like, it's one like thing you, if you're like separating like okay yeah they when when they're not with me they're free to do their own thing as yeah. I want to be free to do my own yeah. thing. We're going to, like, keep sex as safe as we can, you know, like, whatever. But then to have, like, the actual evidence right there. You just want to imagine that, yeah, that you want to lie to yourself in those moments that you're together. Be the only girl in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I, I, there was a girl that one time came over to, I think it was supposed to be a, a hookup. And there was, you know, we, I don't, we had talked, but we hadn't really done much together. But there were like obvious, like someone scratched her ass during 
some like it wasn't her she itched her like somebody it was a sexually <laughs> serious poison oak <laughs> yeah somebody like there were like nail marks from probably some rough uh sexual encounter i was like i don't like this i don't want to be i'm not like involved in this sort of no marks from someone so i wasn't comfortable with that so that that didn't go any further <laughs> than that exact moment <laughs> where like, I realized like yeah done. no mm. no so it depends on what your tolerance is how did I you guess. end that you just be like <laughs> I I have a very sudden appointment you pick them up <laughs> these aren't mine <laughs> <laughs> no I meant your ass scratching oh you're talking to me I thought yeah, you were talking you to her that up? Like, um, I was just like what is the, I kind of chat I was like what is this sort of thing? And then I just sort of like, I have this uh, trick. Um, <laughs> I, I don't feel know like if this is going to come in handy for me in the not so distant future. Keiko. I don't know if I should uh, expose it at, at this time. Oh, come on, Joel. I, I, it's not like it's a trick. All right. Well, it, it's a. Um, I've exposed myself many times <laughs> on this podcast. I know. And I've enjoyed it, Kat. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I've got the security cam set up. Disturbing. Um, no, but there's, you know what filibustering is? No, that's one of those words that I hear yeah. and don't know the definition well, of. Well, it's a political term that means that when uh, the, whatever, one party wants to pass a bill, the other party will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk until the time runs out and they can't vote on the bill. Ah. So they'll filibuster. So you just started talking? So, yeah, I've done this uh, with a few hookup times where you just talk. Yeah. And you can't, nothing can happen. But, like, this person's got their pants off and is bare-assed in your house at this point? Yeah, so I'm, like, kind of, like, talking. Then I'm, like, well, that's, you know, whatever. And then you just have to find my favorite word, rabbit holes to go down where you kind of move over to your side of the bed and, you know, eventually the moments got to be up in the morning. Yeah. The moments passed and you're just like, you've been talking and talking and, and, you know, having a conversation, but you basically, you filibustered that hookup. Filibustering. So don't worry if you, you know, it's because it's hard to go get out of my bed and leave. I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. Um, you have someone else's nail marks on your skin. It's kind of weird. Um, so instead, and you can do that at any at any point in the uh, proceedings. Interesting. You can filibuster your way out of a lot. You just have to learn how to talk real good. <laughs> well, I'm pretty good at talking. So yeah, if you're in a situation, cat, where the, a guy is trying to move in uh, and you're not interested, just talk. Just get talking. Excuse me. I and filibustered from deep in my throat. And right then now. eventually you, you'll look at your phone or whatever and be like, oh my goodness, you know what? It's already 11. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't, it's getting late. It's a solid um, hour past my bedtime. Yeah, I'm going to take off. But, it, you know, text me mm-hmm. and never talk to them again. Ever. <laughs> Ever again. Yeah. Okay. Just filibuster. Is, so is that? That what? is the final question. But we, we covered, what was the question? Was there a was question? Was she overreacting? Point? Yeah, by no, you being weren't overreacting. You weren't overreacting because that's where your, wherever your standard lies. If you're fine with him 
banging someone else and you're happy to see other people's underwear because you're so open and cool about it, then that's your call. But it obviously isn't the case. So no, no. it's fine to be a little bit put off by the idea that somebody is with someone else and like just leaves their stuff around. Like I'm not a neat freak at all, but I really don't love the idea that if someone knows I'm coming over, they haven't changed the sheets. Right. Like you. Right. Like if I surprise them, okay, that's fine. If I ever if if <laughs> if our um sex talk Patreon takes off and we make tons of money and and this podcast takes off and my music takes off and my po- po- pottery business takes off <laughs> and my comedy stand-up comedy takes off and all of my Many irons <laughs> all the irons take off. Mm-hmm. I get so rich. I'm going to hire somebody to make my bed just before I go to bed with fresh warm sheets mm-hmm. every night. Cuz I would I would love to get into clean sheets every, every single, single night. night. That's your rich man fantasy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every like I, and I'll and they they have to be like at my beck and call because I got to be like, yeah, I think I'll go to bed in half an hour. Yeah, they have to quickly go make the bed. Maybe Siri will be up for the task by then. <laughs> hey Siri, can you make my bed? I'm planning on going to bed in about half an hour. Hmm, I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? Yeah, so maybe in time Siri will be able to do that. <laughs> Why does your Siri sound like C-3PO? My Siri is a butler. Oh. Yeah. Mine's a hot Australian. <laughs> hot. <laughs> Aren't all Australians hot? Hey Siri, what's my name? Oops. You're Joe, but since we're friends, I get to call you Master Joe. <laughs> I'm Master Joel. Let's be friends, Joel. Mm. All right, well, you just have to call me Master Joel. This is a punchline. He just like said it in such an obvious way. Um, I think that's the end of this episode. Guys, send us your questions. We'll answer them in 2021. Uh, send them to I do and I don't show at Instagram and Facebook. We're at I do and I don't show. And we'll answer all of your questions very almost professionally. And here's to a whole new year because mm-hmm. this one was like a real situation. Yeah. And and it's probably some of the situation might bleed over into 2021. But let's try to have a new outlook. Mm-hmm. So that's all uh, Kat and I have to say is Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, new Year. year.